0: Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, one of several different ways that you can augment your experience of playing Arkham Horror, the card game, by listening to this wonderful podcast. If you're not sure what I mean by one of several ways, well, listen on, because this episode we're doing something slightly different. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hello, Peter. What did I mean when I said there were, there were several ways that you could augment your Arkham Horror experience?
1: Uh, Well, I I believe there's several dietary supplements you can take. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Also, I I guess guess there's some other podcasts and stuff.
0: Yeah, so this is a special Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, delete as applicable episode for us to introduce ourselves to other parts of the community and for them to get introduced to us. And this is all organised by Arkham Chronicle. And we've decided that we're all going to build... Mystic decks for an all-mystic team, and we have drawn the Akachi Onyele straw,
1: haven't we? Yes. Until recently, they were the only class where we had four investigators to play with. So they make the perfect team to try out. And if
0: you're scratching your head and going, hang on, but there are only three released mystics, you may not know that there was a promotional mystic that you could get if you bought the Investigators of Arkham Horror on pre-order and that was Marie Lambeau and we've been told that she'll be out in a future expansion so hopefully that's the case so someone will be building a Marie deck and uh, we're also paired with Mythos Busters who'll be building a deck and Arkham Chronicle will be building a deck so we should have four and if you want to hear about the other decks you just need to go and check out their channels slash podcasts slash blogs and find what they've done. So
1: we don't know what they're building at all. We haven't discussed this with them beforehand. So we're going to have to try and guess what it is they're putting in their decks. Yeah. Do we know which scenario we're playing, or which which campaign we're playing with this? No, we don't even know that. So I, I
0: think you know you can't even do that sort of specific tinkering. Let's assume that we're just setting off into a new campaign with zero XP.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because that seems yeah, yeah that seems
0: sense. the seems the safest way to approach it. And just before we begin then, um, I mean, the the great thing about Akachi, we've seen this before, is that she's quite a blank slate. Her, her spells get more charges, or cards with uses charges get more charges, but otherwise she doesn't particularly have a specific focus. And her stat line is, apart from that low intellect of two, she's got three combat and three agility, which is not dreadful, and a whopping five will. So she's kind of kind of open for wherever we want to go with her, isn't she?
1: She is, yeah, which which makes it a bit more difficult, actually, when we're in this kind of exercise.
0: Yeah. So what do you think the other mystics will bring? Well, this
1: this was the first question uh, I was going to ask you, was okay. what direction do we take Akachi based on what we know of both the other podcasts and the other investigators? So we've got Agnes, Jim, and Marie. Yeah. Agnes immediately suggest to me more of a fighting build.
0: Yeah, I'd be really surprised if whoever it is who's building the Agnes deck doesn't lean on that, take a
1: horror, do a damage. Yeah, maybe there's a something like a fire axe or a baseball bat in there as well. Yeah. And yeah. it wouldn't surprise me to see shrivelings. Shrivelings across the board. <laughs> well, <Yeah>. one, one <laughs> yeah. would imagine so, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, as I say, I would be surprised if, if Agnes wasn't going down a directly fight route. Jim is probably a bit more of a difficult one isn't he yes yeah i, I think with four mystics maybe do we know who's got jim or is that
0: no we don't
1: okay. know it's confidential information well i think maybe you could build some sort of healing build with jim and bring in some out of faction cards to help that so potentially like liquid courage or mm mm-hmm. even something like True Grit to help us all soak up some damage because we're all on the low side of physical soak, aren't we?
0: Yeah. I think
1: generally a support build was what I would see out of Jim.
0: The other thing that's worth noting is that he's the only one with access to Guardian and Rogue cards and conveniently you just mentioned Guardian and Rogue cards. If anyone's going to lean into that area, it's Jim. So hopefully the Jim player has thought, great, I can, I can take, you know, a, a true grit or a, uh, a double or nothing, thing, things like that, that no one else has access to. Some of those powerful cards. I mean, he could even run Leo De Luca, right? He could do, yeah, ally. yeah.
1: Indeed. Uh, or, or have a machete. Or have a machete, yeah.
0: And may, maybe also, yeah, some, some other damage healing. Marie, we know, has leans on the investigative side. She has four willpower and four intellect. And she can take seeker cards. Yeah. So I suspect with her that the the Marie builder would lean into being the primary clue.
1: grab Again, we'd we'd hope so. Yeah. Well, where does this leave Akachi then? Because <laughs> we've got a primary fighter, we've got a primary clue getter, and we've got a support character. So yeah. what do we do with Akachi? Do we do? I mean, it's, do we do a bit it, of everything? <laughs>
0: yeah, it sort of leaves us as this kind of I sort of think of a sort of a good stuff, a catchy where we're maybe leaning into some of the powerful mystic cards and otherwise, yeah, making sure that we can shore up any weaknesses within the group. And I certainly, while I've played a catchy, the the sort of the value she gets from her extra charges is so powerful that she's really good at kind of being a stopgap for other people. You know, your shriveling lasts longer, your right of seeking lasts longer as long as she has the time to get set up,
1: absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's that's key, isn't it? I think she, she, when she does stuff like investigate and fight, she wants to do it directly through those cards with charges on as well. So that's something we want to keep yeah. in mind as we yeah. deck building. And the cards with charges are qu- there, there's some for lots of different things in their deck as well. Well, should we crack on then and start?
0: Yeah, let's let's crack on. There's one bit of her deck bu- building options we haven't touched on. So she's pretty pure mystic, mystic level zero to five, neutral level zero to five, but she can also take occult cards level zero. Mm-hmm. And at the moment we only know of one occult
1: card, which is the glyphs, the archaic yes. glyphs. So I'm gonna be, so be our abs- first question, do we take it? <laughs> well, I I'm gonna be spitting if in the time since we recorded this and the time it comes out, then that last pack has <laughs> revealed a load of cards that she can use once she's translated the glyphs. I think, I think probably no at the moment. Sounds good. Oh, man, I, okay, I, uh, well then See, we have see to... by saying no, we've absolutely guaranteed all those upgraded glyph cards are going to come out in the next pack, haven't we? So we're going to look <laughs> yes, like yeah. prize fools when this, this yeah. episode is released. Yeah. Please, listener, <laughs> put a big
0: asterisk in your mind at this point.
1: <laughs> Suddenly the deck building Calm options down, for Akachu are blown wide open. 19 different <laughs> options? What? Yeah. Okay, so should we start? This is actually the first time we've done a live deck build on our podcast, isn't it? It's quite, yeah. quite exciting.
0: It's very exciting. Should we start with... As we always like to do, let's start with our... <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> i was going to say with our neutral skills, yeah. but that,
1: that doesn't help.
0: How would you like to start, Peter?
1: Well, let's think of the key cards we want in Akachi, and we'll stick two of each in, and then we can see what we've got left when we've done that. Yeah. So I think we want two shriveling and two right of seeking as a as a starting point.
0: Yeah. And normally when I've done that with Akachi, I've then thought about other uses, charges, cards. Yes. So there's alchemical transmutation, clarity of mind, and scrying. Yeah. Are our other three. I was
1: gonna say transmutation always feels like a good one in Akachi to keep the spirits happy.
0: Yes. And I wholly agree, so I'm gonna jump in and put two of those in as well. Yes. So do we want now... Oh, and listener, if you're listening now, we'll I'll try and remember to put this list in the description. And if you want to open it up on your phone or your computer so you can see the finished list, you can see hear us talking about it as we're creating it because we are building it live as we do this. Yes,
1: it's going to be easy for us to refer to what's in the deck as well because we're both yeah. looking at the list. Okay, now do we want to have a quick look at economy? Yes, okay. So we could put emergency cash in the deck. If we wanted. could. We also have... Uh, what's it called? Well, we have Forbidden Knowledge. Forbidden Knowledge? Don't, I don't think we want to take that. I can suppose take that for sure. And uncaged the Soul we've got. Yes. Which, if any of those, do you fancy?
0: I think uncaged the Soul is the strongest for Akachi at this stage. Because Akachi, more than anyone else, wants to get multiple spells on the table... You know, even even Agnes might only want to play a shriveling and then rely on a fire axe. So I think Uncage the Soul. Yeah, I'm happy. Is the strongest. I'm happy with that. Also, in an all mystic group, it does give us a double willpower icon to give out to someone else. Yeah. If we if we really needed it. Okay. So I'm going to leap on and put two Uncage. So between two alchemical transmutation and two Uncage the Soul, do you think do you think we have enough resource generation there?
1: I think we're okay for the moment, but I think if we we plough on through the rest of the deck and yeah. we'll see what we look like when we've got everything else in. Now, Grade. the one thing we haven't talked about already is unique assets or unique cards. We've yeah. only got two in Mystic, haven't we? Which are... was there more?
0: David Ren... No, two is right. I was David Renfield and Lisa, Lisa Graham. That's right.
1: Now, do we want to take either of the, these cards...
0: Thank goodness we're not building an XP deck because there is the jewel of Aureolas oh, at higher oh. XP and that could be a real fight for who gets the jewel.
1: Now, if, if we're thinking about what the other people have done, Elisa is a intellect upgrade. So it could be that yeah. Marie takes Elisa if she doesn't take something like Milan or Magnifying Glass as part of her secret cards.
0: Marie's weakness, Baron Samadhi, is so crippling. Yeah. That Elisa seems a really good fit for Marie Plus, to protect against that.
1: Marie likes having Doom on cards as well, and Elisa's a good way to achieve that. Yes. Yeah. As, as is as David. As is David Renfield, Renfield our yeah. Oh, uh, David Renfield's also a willpower boost. And we we've yeah. got the joint highest willpower. So I think we'll again should we leave both those allies?
0: I think so. This is leading us neatly towards everyone's favourite ally, Arcane Initiate. Yes.
1: I say we grab two. Agreed. Digging through the your deck for spells is really useful as a catchy, isn't it really, really useful, yeah,
0: you really don't want to draw an elder sign if you don't have a spell on the table because that feels like such a waste, and you want to find those uncaged soul targets and just yeah keep your keep your card draw up basically, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, okay, so are there any other Is this the core of our deck or is there anything else key? So really we're revolving around Right of Seeking and Shriveling being what Akachi wants to have down. So she's able to fight well or she's able to investigate well or at least discover clues well.
0: Yeah, I think think this is the core and I think events and skills can augment this core as we see fit. Just looking at the other assets we've not put in, there's a possibility of arcane studies if we went more heavily into resource generation. Right. Mm. A clarity of mind might help other people uh, with with horror healing, but we're sort of hoping Jim would do that. Yeah. And then the other option there in assets that's maybe jumping out to me is the Holy Rosary.
1: Yeah, hold I, I did consider that as well. It's not, it's not too bad, is it? Going up to six willpower means we're probably ready for anything. Yeah.
0: Oh, and are, of course, depending on the difficulty we end up on, there is the ritual candles here as well. We have nothing in our hand slots. We've got six in our arcane and nothing in hands. The candles maybe are a possibility.
1: Yeah, potentially, just yeah. Just for that
0: sort of slow boost. But maybe we should look at events and skills first and see how much space we
1: have. There's a card, I think it's in the core set, that is quite good. It does something like... give. Does it give you two clues? If you draw an encounter card,
0: I know the one you I mean, but I can't remember name. its name. No, but that—that's a really good support clue getting card, isn't it? One of it support. It's like a sort of secondary one after right. Exactly,
1: seating. and it because we're playing with four players, we have to consider we've got locations will often have at least well a multiple of four clues on them. Yeah, so scoop, scooping up two at a time is no bad. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. So when we've remembered the name of that, we'll we'll put two of those in as well. Okay.
0: My eye has also fallen on uh, a somewhat controversial event, (laughs) Delve Too Deep. And this is the mystic event. Pay one, everyone draws an encounter card and get an experience point. We're playing an all mystic party. Are we going to see our first eight delves too deep? I really really (laughs)
1: hope so. Let's put it in.
0: It would be really funny if everyone says, well, someone else will definitely put Delve in, <laughs> and it ends up as a four mystic party with no Delves.
1: Yeah, no, we definitely have to have it in. I think, actually, for a catchy, it works well as well, because she's, in this party, she's going to be turning her hand to whatever she needs to turn it to. You know what I mean? So she, she's more likely no. to have a bit of downtime, especially maybe early on, for an early Delve. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Of the other mystic events, I'm just going to run through some of them quickly, and and you can uh, yell if they jump out to you. There's astral travel for movement, there's blinding light for evasion, uh, hypnotic gaze for dodging an attack, moonlight ritual, which I don't think we'll need for removing doom, and storm of spirits, which is a very useful extra way of fighting. Of those, I I think early game, if people haven't got their shrivelings down, blinding light might be very useful. Yeah. Often blinding light's not that useful when you've got a guardian who just you know engages the enemy and starts chopping it up. But if everyone is floundering a bit, having a way to sort of panic button evade might be quite useful.
1: Yeah, I like blinding light as well. I think that's a good a good call. So I'm
0: putting two of that in. What did you think on astral travel and hypnotic gaze?
1: Um I'm decidedly lukewarm on both of them, but mm-hmm. thinking about it We don't have a rogue in our party. No. We don't have... Our seeker support is limited. Those are the two classes that have movement-enhancing events, aren't they? Yeah. Or or, or abilities. So we don't have anyone playing things like Elusive. Yeah, unless Jim does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and the other thing about Hypnotic Gaze is we we don't have a guardian. We don't have someone playing Dodge or Heroic Rescue or Taunt and generally dealing with enemies that way. Weirdly, I, we I feel one, like they both... One of
1: both, p- maybe?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It feels like, in this instance, you maybe want the flexibility of being able to draw into them. They're both spells as well, yeah. so we have a chance of drawing up to them with the arcane initiative. Yeah,
1: and that they're both uh, three cost as well, so they're both quite nice, uncaged, the soul targets. Yes,
0: that's true, yeah. Although, hypnotic gaze, you do, do get whacked if you try and... I suppose you could... No, you couldn't. There's no no time when you could do it with Uncatch the Soul, not getting hit. So <laughs> I was going to say you could do it for someone else, There
1: There is also Ward of Protection, another spell. Yes. Do we want to take this? I've got a feeling it's it's such a generally useful mystic card. I think most people will be taking it. But does that mean we shouldn't? Yeah. I think it's really good, especially if we've got a, a a full suite of delve Two deeps. Well, we're on ten events at the moment. Yeah. So, if we were to take space, one
0: storm of spirit and events, then.
1: two wards of protections, yeah, I say we keep on packing in events. To be honest,
0: <laughs> okay. Well, the nice thing about this is that this actually gives us a bit more of a sense of the deck. Yeah, which is that we're maybe a more reactive Akachi, who is filling her hand with useful tricks and setting up a fairly limited board, and then going to fill in the gaps where needed. That's that's the impression I have of her at the moment.
1: Okay, well, that's where we are so far. So we've got eight assets, 13 events. Should we look at some yep. skill cards as well? Let's look at some skill cards. There's a few I like here. First up, Guts and Fearless. I like both of them. Most of our tests are going to be willpower tests. And are partly yep. going to be taking willpower tests as well. So I feel like both Guts and Fearless are worth it. Well, I've put two of each in. Okay. Then. I like also manual dexterity. Because I think it's a generally useful card and I don't think many of us have got agility support initially, yeah. right? I mean, we, yeah, this right agility stats across the board are relatively low, so it could be a key agility test we need to, to help with. It's
0: It's a defensive card as well, and I think it's more likely to have use then that you get hit by something that tests agility that you weren't planning on in the way that You don't as often get hit by combat or intellect tests.
1: So the other thing, I'm not normally as big a fan of Unexpected Courage in most decks, but I wonder whether it's worth it over manual dexterity, because what we've got is a lot of overlap in our stats. We've all got quite a high willpower, and we're all lacking in other areas. So maybe Unexpected Courage will give us some more flexibility. It's less likely to sit in the hand as a dead card yeah. if
0: we play a scenario and don't get hit by any agility tests. But what's a
1: real shame is that manual Dexterity draws us another card. It's a way for her to cycle through a deck to get to her assets with charges on, which is what she wants to play. And then, can I say a final word for Defiance? Mm. I quite like Defiance. <laughs> I think it's it's it's, it's a good <laughs> card. I think the other thing about Defiance we're all going to be taking willpower tests with this caveat of if you draw such and such a token, something happens. So, you know, ending your turn off right of seeking, taking horror off shriveling, all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. Is it worth chucking a defiance in there in case one of those effects is something that we really don't want to suffer? Say we've got a crucial investigate we need to pass with right of seeking.
0: We need to do it first action to then move on.
1: Yeah, yeah. And in addition, we don't know which scenario, uh, which campaign we're going to be playing. If we're playing Path to Carcosa, Defiance is pretty good.
0: Yeah, you can be really targeted with what you call out. I'd be happy to. See. So I'm going to put a one-off for Defiance. Yeah, okay, I like mode. I like
1: that because uh, just just let. Can you remind me of the words of Defiance?
0: Yeah. So it's one wild icon, and it says before revealing chaos tokens for this test. Choose one of the following symbols, skull, cultist, tablet, or elder thing. Ignore the effects of the chosen symbol during this test, including its Okay, that's cool.
1: I was just wondering, making sure that it worked on an ally's test, if you would committed it to someone else playing a card. Yeah, it's not only your tests.
0: So, So while we're down here on skills, we've got Desperate Search, Reckless Assault, Run for Your Life, and Say Your Prayers. And we do have eight Sanity, so I suspect the Desperate cards are not for us. No. So even though it looks like there are quite a lot of skills here, there are actually those that we don't want to touch on, and that leaves exactly the ones you've covered. Manual dexterity, overpower, perception. I think I think maybe we we go unexpected courage. Yeah. And leave it at that.
1: I mean I, I could see adding uh manual decks as well, but let let's leave it where we are at the moment and we can come back to it. Yeah. So
0: we're on twenty eight cards here. We've got eight, eight assets, seven skills, and thirteen events.
1: So we've got the last two cards we can pick after putting in everything that caught our eye as we go down.
0: Yeah. One thing I was wondering is, do we want to look for a final asset with uses, charges, just mainly for angered spirits and spirit speaker, so that you know, once spirit speaker's in play, you can pick up spells back into your hand and you can turn them into... In the, turn their charges into resources as well mm. so something like a scrying yeah might be worth it for for the one cost for four charges the other the other option with scrying there is that scrying it might be that that an investigator is looking for a particular piece in their deck or it might be that marie is trying to avoid baron Samady, and maybe if we're set up and not helping in any other way a, Scrying action might be helpful. I'm not, I'm
1: not sure. I mean, it, it's yeah, I can see that. I think it is a very good one to have around, ready for angered mm. spirits, uh, or spirit seeker. And just it, it, yeah. it uses up another arcane slot as well. I think that's better than clarity of mind, which is one of the other charges options. I, actually, right. I think clarity of mind isn't too bad in in Marie. She gets a free action to use a spell, so she always yeah. wants something that she can use that free action on. So having something and like topping up
0: are yeah. all mystic teams. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I I think scrying isn't isn't too bad at all.
0: The other options for these last two would be something oh, like the, the Holy rosary, rosary or the candles. We didn't we didn't yeah. add
1: rosary in. Oh I'm tempted by the rosary though. We didn't, no.
0: The rosary is very good, plus one will and has a little sanity soak which is no bad thing in Mystic
1: teams. The thing is, I think most of our team is going to be packing, uh, certainly Guts, probably Fearless as well. So there's likely to be a lot of spare willpower icons floating around the team, isn't there? Yes, yeah. Can we have a quick breakdown of what our icons are? Yeah, let's take a look.
0: At the moment, (laughs) we have 21 willpower icons, five intellect, four combat four agility and eight wild. i
1: should say to the listeners this is one of frank's uh special skills is that he's able just to look at a list of cards in his head <laughs> and immediately calculate how many icons there are it's quite fascinating to watch <laughs> do you want me to give you the cost curve as I mean, well if, that i've just if it, if, yeah. if, it, if it doesn't hurt you too too mentally To
0: so well, i probably could have actually done that we've got two right of seeking at four cost We've got five three-cost cards, and interestingly, that means those that astral travel and hypnotic gaze and storm of spirits has sort of pushed up our mm. three-cost threshold. We've only got three two-cost cards. That must be the blinding lights, and what's the third two-cost card? Uh, I don't know. Oh, spirit speaker. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then we've got eight one-cost cards, and everything else is zero or free. So we are we are inclining in the right direction yeah. we've just got that slight bump at three. Cost. But I think
1: that's fine as well because we've got Uncaged the Soul to help with the astral travel and potentially Storm of Spirits
0: And we, we do have alchemical transmutation that we could actually be using the charges to generate small amounts of so reserve, I, reserve I think our
1: economy is pretty much spot on Okay, well Yeah, I don't know So, so Yeah, I'm leaning towards Scrying actually, I think a sn- a okay. sneaky wee scrying i think no one else will take it as well and i do have a little bit of a soft spot for it so i want to see it used okay. at least a little bit
0: i think it would definitely be that card that y- you know when you're playing the deck that it's in your hand and it's there really as a support card if you can afford the time for it or really there to get rid of angered spirits yeah. so it's not like oh scrying i'll put this down and see what i can do with it it's, yeah 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 it's one of those cards you sort of hold on to i think this is really interesting that This is a situation that I find myself in deck building fairly often, that I feel like most of the deck is locked in, but these last few choices could really shift the balance quite a lot. You know, if we, if we lent a different way, we might go, actually, I want to take two events out so I can do, you know, flashlights or something like that. Hey, we didn't talk about flashlights, but we don't have anything in our hands, and it would mean that. Two Shroud locations we can investigate with an almost guaranteed chance of success. Anyway, that's by the by Scrying. Okay. Okay. So now we've got we've got eight Arcane assets. Yep. And we've got the two Arcane Initiates taking us up to ten assets. We've got 13 events, one Astral Travel, two Blinding Lights, two Dells... Two of this drawn to the flame card. Yeah. I don't know how that got in there. One hypnotic gaze. One storm of spirits. Two uncaged and two ward. And then we've got one defiance and two of fearless guts and
1: unexpected courage. Okay, I'm having a wobble on the skill cards. Okay. Wobble away. Tell me. Tell me why. Do we want something other than wild and the willpower icons? No. It's. Is it? I don't know. Is it? Is, it, is that sensible? <laughs> As I read out guts,
0: I thought, will everyone have guts? Yeah. <laughs> and is it worth us having a different, different skill card just to, to help in a different way?
1: I, I, I think I like guts because it'll, it's, it's card draw for free, and it helps on a difficult test, right? So you, mm-hmm. you can either turn it into another card quite easily because everyone's going to be taking willpower tests all the time, or, you know, it's that little boost when we need it. To land a shriveling. Who knows? Maybe Jim will take yes. double or nothing. Yeah.
0: Maybe he will, and then you will really want guts to, exactly. to be thrown into tests, even though you're getting up to
1: seven or eight willpower. I'm just worried that there'll be a, a time when someone, there's just like a four difficulty internet test to take, and none of us can do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you'd hope at that point that you're using water of Protection. Yeah, maybe. That's, that's yeah, the way around true. that, isn't it? Yeah. But, but but good point. Mid- Midnight Masks does have four intellect tests that make you drop clues. Pretty nasty. So it's not like we're going to be having many clues anyway. Or, you know, if we're if we're in Devour Below and we walk into the tangled thicket that you have to pass an intellect three test to get out of, Oof. we're stuck yeah. forever, right? We've got,
1: We've still got seven s- intellect yes, icons. Seven intellect icons include and and the well, wild icons yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, adding the scrying is what pumped us up at that yeah. point.
1: Okay, well, let's let's stick where we are for now. Okay, I'm happy with that. So, should we take a step back and look at what we've built?
0: Yes. Uh, and
1: say, my god, what have we done? <laughs> the monster. So, we set out when we started to build a deck that focused on ass, uh, charges, assets, spells. Yep. Yeah. And we could do a bit of support on fighting and a bit of support on investigating. Yeah. And have we done that? We've got... (laughs) We've got a... We have got Scrying. We've only got two of those. We do have two Blinding Lights and a Storm of Spirits as well. So we can certainly dig for those when we need to help fight. You said scrying. I'm pretty sure you mean trivelling. I do mean trivelling, i yes. I love
0: looking for you to try and beat enemies by reading <laughs>
1: their features. Yeah. Well, I told you this would happen. Yeah. That's what i would be saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we have got the Arcane Initiate t- to search for those spells, though, which is nice. Just yes. how many spells have we got? Is that... Alchemical Transmutation is a spell, right? Yes. Good. I just had a moment. So we've
0: got look, eight spell eight, assets, and then we've got...
1: Ten, eleven... 12, 13, 14, 15 spells. Half the deck. That's pretty good. That's good. Arcane Initiate really is going to be great.
0: Yeah. And that, that I think, will be the biggest fuel of card draw. Yeah. If you're getting a free draw return. It's, it's just a such spell. a shame
1: that her, uh, her signature asset isn't the spell. Yes. So yeah, this, yeah. You often see that coming up in that search, and you're just like, no, I really wanted it yeah if only I hadn't searched, I should have drawn first, yeah <laughs> okay, so here's a question. What about upgrades? What do we think of this deck in terms of upgrade path
0: it It's hard not to take grotesque statue, isn't it? It gets extra charges with with a catch I've
1: also done that thing where I've asked you because I want to answer the question, huh. So, Peter, yeah. what do you think about upgrades? <laughs> Grotesque statue, I do like. I mean, obviously in Akachi, that's great. And we've cunningly left nothing in our hands. So we're free just yeah, to stick... there's no competition there. ...too straight in there. I also quite like Book of Shadows here. The level three version? The level three version, I think, because that's the one that gives us the extra arcane slot.
0: Yeah. And that's four cost. So at that point, really having to work quite carefully to use Uncage the Soul and Alchemical Transmutation to make sure we have the resources. Yeah. You know, that that pushes our resource curve up a little bit. Um yeah, I don't I don't mind Book of Shadows. I found that once you have Spirit Speaker down, it doesn't matter that you only have two because She
1: bounces stuff back to your hand.
0: She can bounce stuff back, you can recharge. You actually yeah. want to be sort of Making your spells more transitory.
1: What about the upgraded arcane initiate as well? Just remind me what the changes are. It reduces the cost to zero, right?
0: Yes, it's three XP, and when you bring when she comes into play, you can either put a doom on her or put two horror on her, and she has one health and three sanity, so That's she'd right, go, yes. she'd become a one one. Yeah, but she wouldn't have cost you doom.
1: I quite like that. I mean
0: that I like that too. That's reducing our cost curve, which is you know heading in the right direction. And means we can play it first action, first turn, without any apology to anyone else that we're adding Doom to the board or anything like that. I think the upgraded Blinding Light is also useful in that same regard for lowering the costs in your deck.
1: And then I think the the obvious one is upgrades to both Shriveling and Right of Seeking. Yeah, I think that was the elephant in the room as we talked about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The, the upgraded versions of both those spells are really potent. So yes, yeah, I think it's potentially worth upgrading those guys sooner rather than later.
0: If our position is to sort of sit back and, and set up until we're really useful mid to late game because we have everything in place and we have a handful of good events and we have a, a nice board set up, you really want those cards that you've got on the table to be impactful. Yeah, And so upping their power is good. You don't actually want to add more cards to get on the table. No. You just want better versions of the cards you want
1: on the table. Plus, of course, Akachi gets a leg up on those cards anyway. So, Exactly. A
0: five charge level three or level five shriveling is very, very powerful. Yeah. So I think that's everything we want to say about this catchy deck. I'm reasonably happy with it. Are you happy with it, Peter? Yeah.
1: It's, it's one of those things where it's a bit... Harder to be very happy with a, a deck that's more of a jack of all trades. If you're doing yes, a little bit yeah. of different things, you can't say, "Well, I've nailed that strategy." It's almost like people don't notice when you're doing what you need to do because you're helping the other people do it. But that, yeah, that, I think of fine. this
0: almost as a, like a sort of uh, to borrow a netrunner term, a good stuff, a catchy, yeah, That's sort of. It's it's consistent but not flashy, and that's always how I understood good stuff to be. It's just you know good cards, yeah. right? I
1: think the Maybe the two cards that will prove to be cuttable in testing would be Astral Travel and Hypnotic Gaze. Yeah. But, well, I mean, testing will bear that out. Maybe they'll be useful depending on the scenario. Yeah. I, I am picturing a, a point when people are flailing and
0: no one's got shriveling down and there's an enemy around and actually paying three to stop that enemy hitting someone Yeah. might be useful.
1: Or there's just some some... Clue or something on a distant location, and she can just astral travel straight over there, um, or yeah. even like yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it's exactly. a it's a chance to to get out of a scenario because it, you can move to any location, can't you? Is it any location or any revealed location? Yes, a- any a revealed, revealed location, right? So she could move to uh, even if there's an enemy there, she can move into you know the the resigning location or something like that. Yeah, the nice thing is that yeah, she can
0: she can turn up somewhere even if there are, if there are enemies. That's the the fun thing that she can sort of drop herself
1: into into a tough spot. Mm. Okay, well, should we just briefly cover who has asked us to do this and the other people taking part in this this scheme? Yes. Yeah. It was Mr Arkham Chronicle himself who asked us to do this. He'll be running through these over on his YouTube channel, I guess. Or, or he'll be doing his decklist on his YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, so... If you haven't checked out Arkham Chronicle yet, it's on YouTube. The easiest way to find it is to Google or to search on YouTube Arkham Chronicle. And he does really interesting short YouTube videos about all aspects of this game from you know deck boxes that might support the game to what's in a pack. Normally, one of the things I really enjoy about his videos is he does breakdowns of how many icons there are in packs and what types of cards there are in terms of player cards, which is actually really useful to see visually an overview. You know, this pack has lots of willpower icons or whatever it is, just so you can get a sense of what's happening with the cards, which you can't necessarily get if you go through them card by card.
1: He also does what I really, really like the, the setup videos he does. So he'll go through the setup of a particular scenario.
0: Yeah, really useful. So yeah, check him out. And then there's another podcast about Arkham Horror. I know you're shocked to hear that, but there is. Hmm. It brings me great pain to mention our blood feud rivals, (laughs) Mythos Busters. But we like a bit of pain every so often. Wash my mouth out with soap, man. (laughs) They are a North American podcast for Arkham Horror. Uh, There are five members on their podcast. They are do very long, discursive, uh, detailed episodes about all aspects of the game as well. And yeah, they're they a real hub for this community. So they're definitely worth checking out.
1: So so first of all, they're, they're quite a lot of them are veterans of uh, the Lord of the Rings card game. Yeah. They, they had a, I can't remember what it's called now, Cardboard of the Rings, is it? Was the mm-hmm. podcast they came from? Yeah. I think that's right. Uh, and they've also done quite a bit for the community as well. So they set up a Discord server where... Frank and I first met each other and started recording podcasts. And there's lots of general chat and and discussion over there and rules, question, answering. So, yeah, I appreciate those guys have done a lot of work to build up the Arkham horror community in it. It's, yeah,
0: it's really good. Really good. Yeah. So Google Mythosbusters and you'll find them. I think they're mythosbusters.wordpress.com or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'll put their details in the show notes as well. And the mystery third person for the fourth member of our party, we're not quite sure who that is. So, we'll add a note. Probably not an audio note. Probably just a note in the text at the end of the. Got completely lost my thread. We'll the probably show, just add a note in the, the show notes, pointing people. That's yeah. the letters.
1: <laughs> but I mean, suffice to say, everyone who plays Arkham is lovely. So there's at least an eighty percent chance that whoever it is 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 great, and you should go and listen to them as well. Wow, good, bold, 80%. At at least 80%, yeah.
0: Wow, high, high threshold there. Okay, great. If you want to get in touch with us, we're Drawn to the Flame on Facebook, we're Drawn to the Flame on Twitter, and we're Drawn to the Flame podcast at gmail.com if you would like to write us an email. Peter, how can people get in touch with you?
1: If people want to get in touch with me, I'm United everywhere. So I'm on Twitter, I'm on Reddit, I'm on the Discord channel as United. That's U-N-I-T-L-E-D. How about you, Frank?
0: I'm on Twitter as fb. That's e p h underscore b e e, and I'm around the places Zooey glass or zozo. Thank you very much
1: for listening. Thanks for listening. With s- ice, s-
0: yeah, I, I suppose was- because. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs>
1: Uh, if you want to oh, no, we haven't be done in this touch bit. with us god damn it do you want, do you want to, should I do this bit yes do, it, you do it, it, it Do it. definitely do it because we might have new listeners on this episode